and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog, and, lest we forget, the Tenkar's Tavern Discord server, and Facebook community. So, what's on the agenda today? Well, uh, I am going to be working on, I guess, an investigative project that's going to take... Probably most of my weekend free time. Not that I have a lot of free time this weekend, but shh. Um, and it's uh, about a Patreon dealing with 5e material. And uh, the creator got a little, uh, little issues for basically redistributing widgets of the Coast material. But in addition, they are also stealing artwork with the excuse of Fair use and given away for free. Neither of which, in this case, uh, is going to cover his ass. But that's a project on a blog side, and when I finish it, of course, I'll I'll, I'll summarize it here on the the podcast side. But no, I'm going to dig deep and go to again uh, the great list of suggestions that uh, Christopher gave me, and he wanted me to uh, one of the suggestions was to talk about. The first edition Barbarian class. Now, if you were a player of uh, AD&D back in the 1E days, you remember the Unearthed Arcana. It changed, it changed AD&D forever. It introduced us with weapon specialization, double specialization, uh, point-blank bonuses with bows, increased attacks because of all that specialization shit. Um... And it changed the game balance. It also gave us new spells, which, in some cases, changed the game balance. But it also gave us new character classes. Cavalier, which uh, I will say is broken. And then they shoved the paladin into the cavalier, which was a horrible thing to do to a poor paladin. And then uh, they gave us the... Thief split class, the thief acrobat. Okay. But they gave us the barbarian. And the barbarian class, that, mm, that was an issue. Because the barbarian was both overpowered, potentially extremely overpowered, and yet antisocial for your campaign. And what do I mean by that? Well, here's the deal. As for the overpowered, the barbarian got double the stat bonus for high stats. So instead of 15 or 15 through 18 running plus one through plus four for constitution hit point bonuses or dexterity bonus for your armor class, the barbarian doubles that. So a barbarian can have a potential of plus eight to their hit point roll, but they didn't roll a d10 like other fighter classes, or a D8, like the Ranger, they rolled a D12. Yes. Yes. So, why wouldn't you play a Barbarian? Well, the problem with Barbarian is that uh, Barbarian got his bulk of his XP by destroying magical items. Think about that. 
So instead of magical items in your party being used in a beneficial way, your barbarian wanted to destroy them. Potion of healing was worth more to your barbarian. Uh, poured out on the ground. Done. Gone. Your scroll with fireball burned. It wasn't good for party unity. Besides the fact that it wasn't balanced. I mean, it had a horrible XP table. I'm not even looking at my book right now, and I'm pretty sure it was like uh, something outrageous, like 6,000 experience points to get the second level. But here is something that gets forgotten when it comes to the XP tables in 1E. As characters level, those differences become very small. Everybody needs a lot of experience points to move up. And you know, those those charts balancing it based upon XP and then, oh well he needs triple the XP of a fighter, but we're gonna give him a D twelve and potentially a plus eight to his hit point hit points. And he's gonna have to be limited to the armor he can wear. But as he gets higher in level, he can start using magic items instead of destroying them. When you have a party, when you have a game, when you have a campaign that's built upon party uh, cohesiveness, that's probably the word I'm looking for, right? Um, You don't need to throw in a player whose character class requires them to destroy items that the other players want. Not only that, that they need. Now, sure, barbarian as he goes up in level is kind of like a monk. He can start hitting creatures that can only be hit by magical weapons, yada, yada, yada. But no. No. You don't balance a character class by giving the class restrictions that make it so they can't play well with others. I mean, look at the restrictions on the paladin. Okay? It, you know... This whole can't adventure with evil, can only adventure with uh, non-good neutrals on a limited basis, yada, yada, yada. How often did we play with those rules, right? Those rules were there to balance the character class because it was powerful, potentially very powerful. So we have all these role-play restrictions involved in it. Well, the Barbarian class has role-play restrictions built into it, but with an XP bonus attached to it. And when you need... 6,000 experience points. When you need two to three times or more the experience that other classes need to level, you're going to squeeze every XP, every point you can out of the system. So it's not like there are role-playing restrictions that you can just ignore, because if you ignore it, you're ignoring your character's chance to earn experience and go up and level. Yeah. Now, if you look at the at the Cavalier class, now the Cavalier got the special ability as they progressed the level to increase their abilities. They got percentile scores in all three physical stats: strength, intelligence, wisdom. And they believe they added two d ten every level. Your scores go up. Now, why wouldn't you do that for other classes? Oh, because they're they're Cavaliers and. They have to follow certain rules. Again, the restrictions on the Cavalier were all roleplay. And it's my experience, and I could be wrong. 
But when you had hard restrictions on a character, that's one thing. Like, magic users can't use any weapons besides staff and dagger, right? That's that's it, staff and dagger. We, the, you know, there are campaigns that allow them to use swords. I saw the alternate rules where, you, yeah, you can use a sword, but it's still D4 damage. But now you're having a class that actually can increase their ability scores. That 2d10 is an average of 11 percentage points, right? At a certain point with a wish spell, was it like at 16 or 18, one wish only gives you one-tenth of a point? It's like having a wish spell every fucking level. Totally, totally unbalanced. Now, how would I do the Barbarian differently? That's a good one. And maybe I'll have to do a barbarian class for swords and wizardry. That's a good challenge, right? Make one that is unique and different from a fighter and yet not totally overpowering and a party fuck. Really. I mean, barbarians were the worst party fuck. They were actually they wouldn't even adventure with magic users initially, right? So you have a barbarian in your party. You can't have a magic user. What's he gonna do? Like pretend he's not one. I'm a, I'm a shepherd. I'm just long for the ride. Cast my spells when the barbarian isn't looking. I mean, Jesus. So, but yeah, I think I, I, I think I got a little practice there. Make that class work for swords and wizardry. But like I said, it'll have to be a total rewrite. All right, folks. Uh, it's cooling off here in New York. I think the whole. Next couple of days, the highs are in the upper 70s. Beautiful. So maybe I'll be, I'll be sweating less and less air conditioner issues. All right. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. Later, folks.